Hi again, everyone, and welcome inside another edition of the Adam Jones Podcast. I'm Jerry Coleman. He's a former five-time MLB All-Star and world traveler, Adam Jones. Today in episode number 51, AJ. That Jamie Moyer special. That's right. We will be joined, not by Jamie Moyer, couldn't locate him, but by former Oriole and Orioles Hall of Famer J.J. Hardy. Looking forward to catching up with J.J. Adam and I are also going to talk with the Baltimore Banners columnist Kyle Goon about the Orioles' disappointing end of their season and the Ravens getting a victory, which Adam witnessed firsthand across the pond, as they say, in dreary old London last Monday. I call it dreary because it's never sunny. It was sunny the last two days I was there. Well, it was remarkable. It was okay, great. well, it was I brought, a nice sight. I brought the weather to London. I brought of course you weather. did. There's sunshine wherever you go. And speaking of sunshine, we'll get to Socially Speaking, where you can qualify for an Iron Rooster gift card by corresponding with this podcast. Either rate the podcast on Apple Podcasts or reach us at Adam Jones Pod on X, Facebook if you're old enough, and, of course, Instagram for the kids. We're not on TikTok. And by the way, uh, ever find my Ryder Cup hat? Because you're wearing a new hat today. Uh, I failed to come by my place last week and pick up Kenny Albert's new book. So that's Sorry. kind of two strikes against you. You're you're down in the count. I'm I'm comfortable with being down in the count. You know, this is when I choke up and uh, you know I put my big boy pants on. Uh, but no, I actually I do have the Ryder Cup hats. They, my luggage did come while I was in Baltimore. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I wasn't able to bring you the hat. But I have the hat. Next time I return to Baltimore, you will get it. And I do need uh, to pick up Kenny's book because I heard it was a really good read. I looked at the reviews, and a lot of people really uh, enjoyed it. Yeah, he's got a great inscription for you that I was just mm-hmm. going to pull out that page and re-gift to someone else. But he said, don't you dare do that. <laughs> so I won't be doing that. Thank you. All right, we begin with our featured guest brought to us by our friends at Jimmy's Famous Seafood, home of the tail goat before every purple football game. He is the Orioles Hall of Famer. You may recognize him if you're watching on YouTube. If not, you'll know the voice. He is J.J. Hardy. And, J.J., thanks for being on the podcast. We've been trying to track you down in the woods somewhere, and we finally did, although you got out of the woods. Now, I did see you throw out that first pitch at Game 2 of the ALDS. I will say it was a much superior pitch to Adams' pitch the day before, Unfortunately, the outcome was the same, though, as far as the Orioles go. What a disappointing end to a great season, J.J. It really was, yeah. I mean, it was uh, it was really cool getting back out there and seeing the fans as excited as they were. Um, after, I forget, Gar- Garber hit that grand slam, Jonesy got my attention in the stands and goes, hey, we're never going to be throwing out first pitches again. <laughs> Jinx times two. Yeah. Man, us. Hey, we should never do it again. Dang. Yeah, they. I mean, a hundred win season, though. I mean, it's uh, something to be proud of, and I think they're going to have many more opportunities. For sure. What you been up to? I mean, you, you, uh, you, Marquez. There's a few of you guys that like just disappear and love it. Don't want to be tracked down. All of that. So, what you been up to? That's it. I mean, I, I head up to Montana as much as I can. Um, where I'm up there, I mean, it's like I have no internet. Um, at least even slower than my internet here in Arizona. Um, but just get away, um, fish hunt. I've been playing a ton of pickleball. That's it. Oh, I knew, I knew you were just, gonna, just we're going to get into, into that. Two, two kids. You know how it is. I mean, an eight year old and a five year old keeps me busier than when I was playing. Very true. Very, very, very true. So, yeah, I mean, just, 
are they are the kids are they into the outdoors are they into the hunting the fishing the shooting the not hunting, hunting shooting a little bit not hunting and fishing they're both getting into fishing a little bit so i'm uh, i'm enjoying seeing that i know you do oh you talk about <laughs> to get the bass thumb out in sarasota that's right. Uh, remember, you kicked you kicked that one. Was that a bass or a catfish that you kicked? It was a bass, and then uh, <laughs> anyway, my my foot hurt. He was like, yeah, "You don't kick the fish. <laughs> don't, don't kick the fish. They got fins that got needles." <laughs> you know, I don't like to bring up bad news. It's not what I do, but Orioles have now dropped eight straight postseason games, going back to when you guys were playing. I, I mean, the future is very bright, though, JJ, as we were talking about at the beginning of the podcast. I got a lot of guys, young stars under contract, and I don't know what they're going to do at shortstop. That's a good problem to have going forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of excited to see uh, this Jackson Holiday. I mean, um, Gunner was pretty impressive over there, and then now you got this Jackson Holiday coming up. I feel like that's going to be pretty exciting. Like these guys are coming. Like, they're they're, they're... <sighs> They're, they're coming. Uh, yeah. They're coming um, who, I mean, I don't know how much baseball you do watch. You probably got selected cable. Um, but well, but watching the Orioles, I mean, have you have you seen anybody that resembles you, um, that resembles your craft, your uh, preparation, your steadiness? Uh, I mean, you weren't flashy. You just got the damn job done. I, you know, I don't know. For the last, um, I'd say four years, right when I was done after 2017, I don't think I watched five baseball games in the next five years. Um, this year, I started paying attention a little bit more. I think a little bit last year also, but um, I don't know enough. I haven't seen enough games. When I went out to spring training in 2020, right before COVID hit and they canceled everything, um, I was over on the minor league side and, um, watching gunner play a little bit and these guys all the coaches were saying this guy is going to be a stud um and they were right i mean he uh he had an incredible rookie season um he's a big guy i mean when i met him again in the locker room when i came out to throw out the first pitch he's a big guy and um i don't know i haven't seen enough games to see if anybody uh resembles uh the way i played We've got more ahead with former Oriole and Orioles Hall of Famer J.J. Hardy here on the Adam Jones Podcast. But first, let's all salute our dedicated, loyal sponsors. Go out and support them, folks. Hi, guys. Oriole Hall of Famer and ambassador to the baseball warehouse, Mike Bordick here. We are honored and excited to help support the Adam Jones Podcast. The baseball warehouse has four locations in Maryland and two in Pennsylvania. We specialize in private instruction, camps, showcases, charity events, Badgers baseball, and one-of-a-kind events featuring current Major League players and Hall of Famers. Our instructors have all played collegiately and professionally, many of whom have reached the Major Leagues. Check out thebaseballwarehouse.com to learn more and check us out on social media. Also, make sure to check out Orioles Hall of Famer Rick Dempsey baseball warehouse opening in columbia this october yeah it's october 8th from 1 to 5 p.m i'll be there with many of my former teammates and i want to see you there the adam jones podcast is brought to you by jimmy's famous seafood charm city's favorite crab cake destination local sports fan experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate cheer on the ravens with iconic live performances an open bar and mouth-watering eats can't make it no worries bring the same food that caught the attention of the food network right to your door Step. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones podcast. And by our friends at the Weinman Company. 
Your fun awaits at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Feed the whole crew with something for everyone, from cheesesteaks to crab cake sandwiches. Plus, ask how you can get a $15 dining credit. Get in on the gaming action with the hottest slots and your favorite table games, like blackjack, roulette, and poker. Free live shows every Friday and Saturday. Plus, become a Penn Play member and get up to $250 in rewards. Come experience nonstop fun and excitement only at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Let's get back to it. Our continuing conversation with Oriole Hall of Famer, J.J. Hardy. I remember in 2020, you did, there was a big article that you down there in spring training, giving your expertise. Um, would you ever want to, I know not full-time coaching, uh, that's, a, that's a tough ask, that's a demanding, but would you ever want to be uh, in the game in some capacity, you know, wearing some khakis and a polo and just giving instruction? <laughs> I don't own any khakis, uh, but no, I, I think um, getting in the game. Yes. A little bit, but at my, at my level, I feel like, you know, every, every adult, every dad um, that's had kids grow up and move out of the house has given me the same advice. Enjoy it. It goes fast, like hang out with them as much as you can. And I'm taking their advice. I'm trying to hang out with my kids as much as I can. And, um, you know, like you said, if you were if you were to take a job, it, it's demanding. Um, so it would have to be at my schedule when those kids are in school. You know, maybe maybe I could work something out. But to be gone all the time, I don't think I'm ready for that. JJ, what are some of the differences you have noticed since you've stepped away from the game, whether it be with your former team, the Orioles, or just baseball in general? Well, as little as I've watched since I've been done, I mean, I've seen sabermetrics take over um, a lot. Uh, I feel like the game and moving runners has changed a little bit as well. I feel like it has become a strike them out, uh, hit home runs, um, a different kind of game in that way, um, which I'm not against. I feel like had I had that mentality, I might have been better. Um, I might have hit a few more home runs, but I probably would have struck out a whole lot more too. But um, in this in this day, it doesn't matter. I don't think strikeouts are as big a deal um, as long as you're driving in some runs. You, I mean, we were there watching the Orioles, and obviously, you guys said disappointing, especially Jerry's negative, a disappointing ending. I mean, it was, <laughs> well, that's my media background. Yeah, they ran into a buzzsaw of, 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 of Texas, a very, very veteran team. Um, but there's always been the obviously, well, we're there too. Is will the Orioles spend? Will they go and get somebody? This last year, they went and got Kyle Gibson at 10 million, the year before, they had uh Lyles at 12 million, but nothing a splash, not a four year, five year deal. They might have didn't like Yabaldo and Cobb's deals. Maybe they probably scared the hell out of them. But do you like at some point? At some point, you got to spend some money. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's. I feel like I feel like the Orioles, um, like like you mentioned Ubaldo. I feel like they've gotten hurt um, doing those big spendings, and and maybe I'm not working out the way they hope, but. Um, I agree. I feel like, I feel like now's the time, um, you know, they've got all these young prospects that are studs and having success. Um, I feel like they got to fill in the pieces and start bringing in some free agents that, um, can make a difference also and bring in a little bit more leadership. That was one thing that looking at this postseason, I mean, there wasn't a ton of, um, experience in postseason, And I feel like now that these younger prospects, I guess they're not prospects anymore, but players have shown what they can do i think it's probably a good time to go out and get some uh some veterans that have been there and done that and can help these these younger guys for the next five six years when you were with the orioles there was a ping pong table in the clubhouse the word was 
you were regarded as the best player on the team. Uh, you would kick everybody's butt on a routine basis. Have you thought about going professional, whether it be ping pong or pickleball, taking that route? Because there is professional table tennis. I unfortunately have lost some money gambling on that. Really? No, I've never. Sickness, yeah, um, Adam, yes. I feel like pickleball, there was a time where um, I was playing quite a bit and I didn't know the next level. Like I was playing and I was beating people and going, what, what's the next level? Show me the next level. And then we were able to get a couple professionals to come over to my house and play and I couldn't get a point on them. And that kind of, that kind of woke me up in a way that maybe I don't want to go professional and I just want to have fun playing pickleball with my buddies. Have you talked to Brad Penny? Uh, you know, he has that league with Tino Martinez. They asked me to do it, but they're, I mean, they're based in Tampa, but they travel. Dude, um, funny you say that. I'm going out and playing with him for the first time today after this. Um, <laughs> but I thought of you, too, because when you came over that one time and we hit some tennis balls, I was shocked at how good you were for never, ever picking up a tennis racket. Really? If you, could, if you can do that with a tennis racket, pickleball would be so easy for you. Um but I guess you being over in Barcelona, I feel like padel is the sport you need to be playing. We, we play it all the time. But every time we go on vacation resorts, I always take a tennis lesson, though. All do you? It's Dude, a I was fantastic exercise. I can't go point to point with you. I just can't do that. You're going to just mop the floor. But I'll take the lessons. I'll hit the balls. Then I'll go play padel. And then I can compete. Is and it you? paddle or padel? Padel. Okay. Padel. All right. Yeah. How's your badminton game, JJ? It's the one racket sport I haven't picked up. I don't know how I would be a badminton. Never tried it. I know we couldn't eliminate that. All right, we're down <laughs> to the final four when it comes to the postseason. You got Texas battling each other with Houston and the Rangers over in the National League. Uh, the Diamondbacks right there in your neighborhood taking on the Phillies again. Uh, who are you looking at as advancing? Who? Um... I, I'm hoping for the Rangers. Um, don't really have any connections over there. I mean, I just feel like uh, I don't have any connections in Houston either, and I didn't like the way uh, Houston won back in you know a few years ago. So I'm rooting for Texas. Um, and then Philly's, Philly's tough because I am a Diamondbacks fan being out here. But Bobby Dickerson's with Philly, and I'd like to see Bobby Dickerson go and get a ring. So uh, it's hard for me on that one. I think um, it's going to be a good series, but I feel like Philadelphia is going to pull it off. Yeah, they're, 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 they're loaded, and Philly is a – that's a home fit advantage. I was there last year with the Padres, and when they had Padres-Phillies, you don't get a word. You, you can't hear nothing, man. You don't get nothing. But it's always yeah. good to talk to you, man. Get and Arizona, it. Arizona, I don't feel like they fill out the stadium unless it's game six or seven of the World Series, even in the postseason. Right? Yeah, Or true. if the Dodgers are in town, right? Yeah, because yeah. then everybody comes over from L.A. Yep. Uh, real quickly, how did James Jerry Hardy simply become J.J.? It was J.J. from day one. Um, I have What's a grandpa. What's the matter with that being named Jerry? I mean, I think that's a fine first name. It's a cool. It's a cool name. It's all right. Um, I have, <laughs> I have a grandpa and an uncle named Jerry, so I think uh, that's why Jerry. And then James was just another name that started with J, and um, they wanted me to be JJ from the beginning. All right, makes that's sense cool. to me. Yeah. 
JJ, appreciate the time. Go out and kill him on the court. Don't kill him as much in the wilderness, although that's part of the deal. And uh, enjoy enjoy the retirement life like Adam is. Oh, although I don't know if you've had your passport stamped as many times as he has. No, definitely not. I know you're tra- you're traveling a lot. <laughs> oh, world somewhere else. Yep. Yeah, good talk to you, man. Get you out your comfort zone. Go play some. Yeah, that, this was this was tough. I'm sweating. You can't see it, but I am sweating. <laughs> All right, go grab some deodorant. We'll catch you again soon on the podcast. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, brother. Thank you. All right, JJ Hardy. I mean, longtime teammate of yours, AJ. Do you remember your first impression of Hardy when when you first encountered him? When I first encountered him, it was I knew that um, when we got him, Showalter was like, "We have a shortstop every day," and I'm like, "Okay, finally." Because the last few years we've been going through the, the ringer of six different guys. Now we got a center fielder, we got a catcher, we got a shortstop. Up the middle is just sealed. We got and then we got this third baseman coming so, shortly, and we got a right fielder. We were like, you know, just up the middle we were sealed, and he was he solidified a shortstop for seven years in Baltimore, and. He, First class professional, showed up to work every day. He was my locker mate next to me. I seen him go through everything possible with his injuries and still play. So we we posted, man. If you we posted, me, him, CD, we our whole team. Uh, we all battling something. We posted. No days off. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. By G-Leaf. Medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. Man, sure smells like Royal Farms fried chicken. Best fast food fried chicken in America. You ever try it? <laughs> hey, you hungry? Royal Farms World Famous Chicken. If you haven't tried it, you don't know what you're missing. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out The Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Adam, time now to shift our attention to our For the Birds portion. It's brought to you by our friends at the Baseball Warehouse. We bring in the outstanding columnist. He's back. The Goon Squad, we call him. His name is Kyle Goon, outstanding columnist for the Baltimore Banner. And Kyle, first of all, saw you at the Michael Elias Brandon Hyde season-ending press conference. Uh, My interpretation of what I heard was, that the Orioles are mostly going to be standing pat during the offseason and feel like some of the guys that didn't reach their full potential or even the major leagues, I'm talking about guys like 
Kerstad and Jackson Holiday, D.L. Hall in a full-scale role, a healthier Tyler Wells or John Means. Those are the guys that are going to come in and be like the free agent acquisitions instead of spending money. That was my interpretation. What was your takeaway? Yeah, I mean, I think that they, as they often have, they left it open uh, for interpretation. And I, I mean, I guess on on one hand, I buy that the Orioles are going to get this infusion, especially when you look at their young arms and their young arms who struggled this year. A lot of guys went over their inning counts. Um, you know, they could be a lot better uh, next year. I mean, Deal Hall and Tyler Wells could be. Um, you know, really good starting pitchers next year. Tyler Tyler Wells was a good starting pitcher for half a season this year. Um, I do buy that. I guess my questions really come in when you talk about, okay, if if Kyle Gibson doesn't come back next year, who's kind of taking that spot? Who's taking the, the sort of veteran, I've been there before, I've competed before, in my 30s, I have a little savvy, um, and I really think the Orioles need to spend money at that spot. And and we got to be talking about perhaps a little more than than 10 million a year in that slot. I think they're, they might add, you know, two or three free agents at most that are going to be, um, you know, m- sort of make a dent in that money. But um, that's kind of what I came away thinking about. I was like, are they real about bringing in a guy who's going to make, you know, 12, 15, maybe even 20 million a year? That was my, my my question is, you know, with Gibby going, I mean, we don't know, he's but he's a free agent. What do you do? How do you how do you replace that? Um, where do you add? Like and you got McCann coming back, so you still have that veteran there. Um, but where do you add another veteran piece for the offense also? Um, not just on the pitching staff. Um, yeah. You're not gonna have your closer all next year. So how do you address that role also? Yeah, I mean you kinda stole it out from under me. You're not gonna have your closer. And um you know, for as good as Yenier Cano was this year, um, you know, he was fading a little bit down the stretch, I think it's, it's safe to say. I mean, a lot of guys put a lot on their arms is all I'm saying. And I, I, I would I would look at those those kind of three that you outlined there um, with, um, you know, bullpen closer or, or setup guy, whatever you think the, the future of Cano and CNL Perez is um, uh, one rotation guy in the, in the starting rotation. And then, um, you know, somewhere maybe a utility bat. And, you know, we'll see what happens with Ramon Urias and Jorge Mateo next year because Jackson Holiday is coming, right? I mean, I think we all are sort of thinking that. So I think – but oh, Yeah, we were just talking about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see what when that will be. I, I would be a little bit surprised if he makes a team out of camp, but it's a possibility, right? So, um, you know, maybe – at that one of those utility infielder bats like Adam Frazier was this year. Um, but I really think, you know, the Orioles got to think at least maybe like one tier higher than when they, where they've been aiming, which is, you know, you look at Nathan Avaldi, a guy they struggled against in the playoffs, makes about 20 million a year. And, and that's a bit of a reach for this franchise most of the time. But I'd be interested to see, um, you know, what that 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 goes for. Um, next year, if they can find somebody more in that salary slot, like a Nola, uh, Snell is going to be expensive. He's going to be Nola is a little older, coming off of a four-year forty, so he might be around that range. That's like that Zach Eflin. If you could have, you know, how Tampa picked him up for 16, 15, 16, 18, something in that range. There's guys out there, but, but is the willingness today? Yeah, and that and that's always a question. I mean, I was a little surprised. 
Um, and I wrote a column about this. I was a little surprised that Michael Elias didn't even say, like, yes, we're going to have higher payroll next year. And, I, I mean, if you look at all the guys in arbitration, it's pretty straightforward that, yeah, they're going to pay guys more than they, they will. And, they, and Mike did say, you know, we're going to give guys raises through arbitration. But, um, you know, I thought it was kind of telling that he wouldn't even acknowledge, like, oh, yeah, the payroll is going to go up just through arbitration. He just said, oh, well, you know, we're in day one. Who can even say what our payroll is going to look well, like? And that's my thing. It, you're on day one, with all due respect to the Orioles GM, who we hope to have on the podcast. Why hold a press conference if you're not answering these questions the day after the season ended? But it's day one. That. You have to do that. You got to man. Everybody just everybody's coming off of, of this of that hangover. They're like, hey, well, I don't need to answer all the questions now, but I have to hold court. We will we will resume shortly. There's always there's I don't know if it's weekly or biweekly. You know, conferences with the general manager and the manager. They have media obligations. The first day, man, I don't want to be there. See <laughs> well, it's part of the job responsibility. And I'm gonna preface this question to Kyle because what I'm gonna say is Adam never has been a fan about people knowing what you're making, what you're earning, what your contract length is. You and I have gone back and forth, AJ, about this. Like, that should be private information. I disagree. And I found it still befuddling, Kyle, that we don't know how long Mike Elias or Brandon Hyde's contracts are. Why is this such a closely guarded secret? And don't the fans deserve to know? I want to know, too. <laughs> yeah, I, I, dude, I, I definitely think the fans deserve to know, especially when the, all the conversations about Baltimore uh, and their its future have everything to do about money and willingness to pay. And Mike Elias, guess what? He's kind of established himself in the last year as uh, maybe one of the five best guys doing this, right? I mean, he's got number one farm system. He's got a 100-win team. That's kind of the definition of what a great GM is. And I, I liked um, – I, I honestly forget who asked, but I think it was Dan Connolly. But I, I like the question oh. about uh, – Oh, yeah, him. <laughs> like the question about, it's like, hey, there's a lot of prominent openings. And, you know, the Red Sox are looking for a GM. Um, turn looks like the Marlins are going to be looking for a GM. Um, and just some, some other organizations are looking for a GM. And, and why wouldn't they try to pick um, the Orioles' bright, shiny GM up? Uh, in certain in certain instances, so I'm 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 interested in that. He did say that he and Brandon Hind will be next year. Well, it's um, like duh, right? Yeah, I mean, but, we knew that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's going to be a question around the franchise until there's some you know huge press conference with John Angelos where he's like, hey, we have a 10 year deal for Michael Elias. We have a 10 year deal for Brandon or whatever that that will look like. I mean, I'm sure if if the Orioles do sign Michael Elias to a long, long-term contract. They'll trumpet it from the heavens and say, hey, get away from our guy. See, I don't have a problem with that. I, I don't need to know um, the money they're making, but I definitely would like to know as a fan also, like, how long is he here? I mean, because no one knew about Kim Ng's contract and then just like, oh, she didn't take the her part of it. And they just mutually just like, dang, that was quick because she turned that team around. So, yeah, that was weird. We don't switch this to football, though, in Ravens in London. That was a big, big win, honestly. Um, it was great to be there. Incredible turnout by Baltimore, number one. I want to give a praise to just the fans of the Ravens that came out, the Ravens flock. It was amazing. Um, you enjoy that game? You, you like what's you, what's going on with this offense to me? Man? He wasn't hey, with me across the pond like me. We had to watch it on television That's like civilians. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no world travel over here. But um, 
You know, I, yeah, I mean, I think just after that game in Pittsburgh where everything went wrong, I mean, I think I called it a professional win. And you just do what you do. I mean, you saw John Harbaugh. It's like, oh, fourth and short. We're going to take the points. We're going to take the points because we can bank the points. We can bank on Justin Tucker. Justin Tucker tying a, a career high with six field goals. I just saw a reluctance to take certain risks this week. And honestly, if, if you win, I think that's fine. I think it's a direct response to that Steelers game where they took a lot of risks and it really didn't work out. And then you have the Titans taking a risk and, and trying to field a punt right before halftime and it screws them for three points. So I think this was just sort of a getting back to business win. That's how I viewed it. I don't, I don't think it was particularly beautiful. And I think, you know, all the, the stops in the red zone for field goals are, are going to get people talking, but the Ravens have been, you know, a better red zone team this year than previous years. And I think Todd Munkin has demonstrated that. I just think it was a team that took a lot of risks last week was feeling very risk averse this week. I think you're right. I think John Harbaugh got the message, decided to send out his kicker every time it was the right time. And on six occasions it was. But the red zone failures are something to worry about because it's been a couple of weeks now running and they're just not finishing as strong as we would hope they would when they should be dominating these last two games. And, you know, they've gone one and one. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, the Pittsburgh game, yes. I, I thought that might have been one of the honestly most poorly coached uh, uh, games of, of John Harbaugh's tenure. Um, but this one, I mean, there's so many weird factors when you think about going over to England, practicing at Tottenham. They were practicing on a field that was 50 meters long. I saw that it was not even a full-size American football field. You it know. did make a difference arriving early this time. I will it point that out. So, I mean, there's just so many factors that are sort of out there that you, you can't control. And I think in terms of just getting back to winning in a, in a strange environment in England, um, I give the, the Ravens a little more credit than perhaps more people are. It was smart. First of all, it was smart for them to go on Monday. The Titans went on Friday. Again, that's not smart. That's not smart. Um, trade deadline is coming up in uh, Halloween. Everybody's interested in somebody. Uh, what are what are the Ravens? Do you think they're going to be buyers, sellers? What What do you think? Uh, who do you think they're going to uh, go after? Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. Um, I, I mean, I think of, I look at it as need, and, and you know, the NFL trademark is not as active as um, the MLB or the NBA. Um, so I, I would I would err on the side of thinking the Ravens probably aren't going to make a move at all. But I just look at needs. And I think edge rusher is one where, you know, that with Adafi Owe out, with David Ajabo out, um, if you can find a, a, a veteran edge rusher, um, you know, and, and guys are on the Vikings and the Raiders are kind of tanking right now, it seems like. And there are some other teams that might have some edge rushers that are tanking right now. But I, to me, that is the position of greatest need. I saw um, – Bart Scott put a call out for, oh, they, the Ravens should trade for Saquon Barkley. I don't know. I mean, I think their rushing attack is pretty good with Lamar, with Justice Hill, with Gus Edwards. Um, I think edge rusher is a bigger need. Agreed. And, uh, well, they got the Lions coming in. They're back home for the first time in a few weeks. And as we've been saying since they beat the Chiefs, these are not your daddy's Lions. Uh, this is a much better improved Detroit team, your expectations for Sunday. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a really tough game, and I think um, you know what we were just talking about, edge rushers. Um, the Lions have a really good offensive line. It's really hard to get pressure on them, um, and Jared Goff. And Jared Goff, when he is under pressure and when he feels under threat, 
um, you see him make mistakes. Um, but it's really hard to do with the way that Detroit has constructed their team. So I think it, it is going to be about pressure. And I liked what I saw about from Jadevian Clowney this week and Patrick uh, Queen this week um, and getting to the quarterback a little bit more. Um, but it will be a bigger test than the Titans just because of how Detroit has built their team. So I'm, I'm, I'm really interested um, from a perspective of can the Ravens create enough pressure to throw the, the lines off balance? I think they can at their best, but they haven't always been their best as we've seen the last few weeks. It is Kyle Goon, Baltimore Banner columnist. As always, Kyle, we appreciate your time and look forward to having you on a future episode. Be well. Thank you appreciate guys very much. All right, Adam, let's get to socially speaking, which is how we traditionally end our podcast. This is the portion of the podcast where we answer a social media post and you qualify for an Iron Rooster gift card. You can find us on social media at Adam Jones Pod, Instagram, X, and of course, Facebook. Our latest comes from the gram where at Antonio TT 65 writes in. Hi, Adam Jones and Jerry Coleman. Glad he got our full names in there. And Tim, nice. Antonio asks, probably you, but I may chime in. Jackson Holiday, when will we be up and what month, Adam? Ooh, I've been thinking about this a little bit, and I, I'm going to give a generic answer based on uh, when players are like this good that, you know, you don't want to start their clock too soon. So I'm going with the good old May 25th. I think he starts in the minor leagues in AAA. I think he tears, tears through it. Uh, as he's just this kid's on it. This kid is different, man. And CJ, I do take notes, man. I take notes. I know but you this do. It's different. And I think May 25th or June 1st, I think that week, uh, because that's before the start of the of the clock. So um, I think he's going to tear up AAA, but I think he has to go back there just to, you know, get get, get back into that move, started, start them, started with him. But hey, he keeps knocking on the door, man. He might make opening day. That's, yeah. you know, and I said, like, he needs to play every day on the road in spring training. Like, see if you can play. Don't need to play the home games. Go on the road and get all the at bats that you can get. This kid is special, man. He's well, special. for argument's sake, I'll play devil's advocate. And, uh, yeah, he'll be at spring training. I think he'll be on the roster day one. I think he will start Ooh. the season at the major league level. I just don't think there's any holding back this kid. He is banging down that door. Hey, hey with a bulldozer. And that's what him, Kerstad, like these guys, they're, they, they are, they are, they don't want to be in the minor leagues. Uh, it's, it's apparent by their numbers, uh, by just their attitude. And dude, Jackson, his younger brother too. He ain't talked about him yet. So no. they, whatever. I'm, I'm sending my kids out to, uh, to Oklahoma State. That's Stillwater. I'm sending out there. And, just have uh, Matt Holiday work with them. Th that's what I'm saying. I'm sending yeah. out there. With, they work with Matt Holiday and his brother. You can have my kids for a couple of years. That, that's that. They are <laughs> some, some absolute studs. And I don't know. These are lumberjacks. These kids are they're built different. So I want my kids to go out there and go hang out there in Oklahoma for a couple of years. Yeah, they're taking the fast track to the major leagues. No doubt about that. And like, All right. The, the, but, you, you know, but to that, what I asked Jackson, though, I was like, what do you want out of this? He's like, I want to be better than my dad. And that's a hard ass. Lofty ass. expectations. That's a hard ass. He wants to be better than his dad. That, I love that. And I think he will be. Sorry, Matt, but that's just an early prediction. Damn. We do want to thank our loyal, dedicated sponsors. We have now reached 50 plus episodes. Thanks to our following sponsors who keep us around and keep supporting us from day one. Hi, guys. Oriole Hall of Famer and ambassador to the baseball warehouse, Mike Bordick here. 
We are honored and excited to help support the Adam Jones Podcast. The Baseball Warehouse has four locations in Maryland and two in Pennsylvania. We specialize in private instruction, camps, showcases, charity events, Badgers baseball, and one-of-a-kind events featuring current Major League players and Hall of Famers. Our instructors have all played collegiately and professionally, many of whom have reached the Major Leagues. Check out thebaseballwarehouse.com to learn more and check us out on social media. Also, make sure to check out Orioles Hall of Famer Rick Dempsey's baseball warehouse opening in columbia this october yeah it's october 8th from 1 to 5 p.m i'll be there with many of my former teammates and i want to see you there the adam jones podcast is brought to you by jimmy's famous seafood charm city's favorite crab cake destination local sports fan experience the ultimate pregame party at the tailgate cheer on the ravens with iconic live performances an open bar and mouth-watering eats can't make it no worries bring the same food that caught the attention of the food network right to your door Step. Shipping East Coast recipes nationwide. Jimmy's Famous Seafood is the official sponsor of the guests appearing on the Adam Jones podcast and by our friends at the Wineman Company. Your fun awaits at Hollywood Casino Perryville. Feed the whole crew with something for everyone from cheesesteaks to crab cake sandwiches. Plus, ask how you can get a $15 dining credit. Get in on the gaming action with the hottest slots and your favorite table games like blackjack, roulette, and poker. Free live shows every Friday and Saturday. Plus, become a a pen play member and get up to $250 in rewards. Come experience nonstop fun and excitement only at Hollywood Casino Perryville. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Effective Solutions, your one-stop shop for commercial contracting. Everything from excavation and site development to emergency remediation and restoration. Effective Solutions specializes in many forms of commercial and mixed-use construction, like leak investigation, framing, trim carpentry, insulation, drywall, painting, wallpaper, flooring, masonry, waterproofing, paving, tree removal, and much more. With a dedicated staff and a commitment to quality, Effective Solutions delivers every time. By G-Leaf. Medical cannabis only. Visit gleaf.com. Medical cannabis is for qualified Maryland patients only. The Adam Jones Podcast is brought to you by Royal Farms. Download the Royal Farms app from the Apple App Store or Google Play today. New Royal Farms Rewards members will get a free any size cup of Royal Farms award-winning coffee just for signing up. Man, sure smells like Royal Farms fried chicken. Best fast food fried chicken in America. You ever try it? <laughs> hey, you hungry? Royal Farms world famous chicken. If you haven't tried it, you don't know what you're missing. By Jack Daniels, two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, the number one cocktail in the world, is now available in a can. Yes, that's true. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, mixed with Coca-Cola or Coca-Cola Zero Sugar, are now both available in a can. Two legends, one can. Jack and Coke, ready to drink? Please drink responsibly. Whiskey specialty, 7% alcohol by volume. Jack Daniels Tennessee Whiskey, Lynchburg, Tennessee. And a reminder, if you guys are enjoying this podcast, make sure to check out the Baltimore Banner at thebaltimorebanner.com slash AJ to get started. Thanks also to senior executive producer Chip Franklin for putting this latest episode together. Chip has multiple email addresses, and he can't keep track of any of them if you try and correspond with them. Good luck. Until next time, be real, be kind, and make sure to be back next week for another edition, number 52. I wonder who that'll be about. Uh, There was a guy with the Ravens who wore that number on the Adam Jones podcast. (laughs) 